Hello, people of Earth and people of Facebook and podcast listeners. Welcome to the March 10th, 2021 at-home midday movie madness. Huge virtual air hugs to all the hardworking essential workouts out there. Happy birthday today to my cousin Olivia Laveau of Fort Collins, Colorado. I hope you like your gift. She shares her birthday with singer Carrie Underwood, Harry Potter character Remus Lupus, TV actress Olivia Wilde, R&B singer Robin Thicke, basketball player Zach Levine, TV actor John Hamm, actor Sharon Stone, Timbaland, Joe Biden's grandson, TikTok star, star Hunter Biden II, TV actor Chuck Norris. Today is also the entertainment debut for the Buffy the Vampire TV show, 2010's Remember Me, starring Robert Pattinson, Chris Cooper, Meghan Markle, Yes, that Meghan Markle and Pierce Brosman, as well as Tangled the Series, 2017's Kong Skull Island, 2006's Failure to Launch, rapper Wiz Khalifa and pop singer Charlie Puth's song See You Again from Fury 7, and 1995's Muriel's Wedding. Tomorrow, Benji, Mad- Benji and Joel Madden. Andrea Stevenson's, the late actor Anton Yelchin, Rob Paulson, Chase Crawford, and Johnny Knoxville blow up birthday candles. It's also the film debut for 10 Cloverfield Lane, 2011's Red Riding Hood, The Perfect Match, Robots, and Be Cool. Kian Shear, Common, William H. Macy, Kayla Sodario, Harry Melling, a.k.a. Dudley Dursley in the Harry Potter films, have birthdays on the 13th. This Sunday, March 14th, is not only Daylight Savings Time and the Grammy Awards and also Razzie Nomination Day, it's also Michael Caine, Brandon Hopkins, Billy Crystal, Brett Rudman, basketball player Stephen Curry, Albert Einstein, and Ansel Elgort, and producer... And music producer Quincy Jones's birthdays as well. Tom Engelman and Claire Engelman had birthdays on March 8th. The late voice contestant Christina Grimmie, who was also YouTube sensation, was born on March 12, 1994. She was sadly killed after Orlando concert in, on June 10, 2016. She shares her birthday with folk singer James Taylor, politician Mick Romney, famous voice actor Frank Welker, and actress Liza Minnelli, Judy Garland's daughter, who turned 75. Ooh, with just 8.6 million, Rayla and the Last Dragon failed to muster enough firepower to join Tom and Jerry and Wonder Woman in 1984 among the film's turn. A $10 million plus pandemic time opening debut. Youch. Despite rave reviews, the lower than wished for gross arrived at the fact that cinema arrived after the fact that Cinemark refused to play it without renegotiated terms since it went to both theaters and Disney Plus as a premium video on demand film for 30 bucks at the same time. Last week's champ. Iconic cat and mouse, Tom and Jerry, the movie, took the runner-up spot and clawed out $6.62 million. Even just a few million
Dream Bones above Tom and Jerry Ferreira, a totally new Disney property, would have been enough to show that numbers are headed in the right directions as vac- vaccinations increase and major markets begin to reopen. Speaking of theaters reopening, incredible news, Los Angeles mo- moviegoers. Slashfilm.com reported yesterday that the L.A. Theater District, which aside from New York is one of the nation's biggest markets, could reopen its doors next week. Lucky. New York theaters have already opened, have already been reopened since Friday, so it's only natural L.A. would follow suit. The website stated they'll certainly have restrictions in place like 25% capacity or no more than 100 people in any auditorium. Today, Los Angeles County moved from the purple tier to the less restrictive red tier in Governor Gavin Newsom's reopening system thanks to a decreased number of COVID-19 cases in the area. If that train continues for one more week, LA theaters should be able to reopen their doors on March 19th. Deadline said that the reopening could actually happen even sooner. It all boils down to the number of vaccinations that can happen, and if the daily cases per 100,000 residents drop below 10. But keep in mind that even if they do receive the go-ahead from the state, the county itself has to decide if it's okay to proceed from here after it meets the state's requirements. Raya's disappointing debut wasn't the only thing on Hollywood's mind over the weekend. The world is still reeling from Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's bombshell-filled interview with Oprah Sunday night. The couple, who also announced during the interview that their second and final child will be a girl, let out some pretty shocking reveals, including concern over baby Archie's skin color, Prince Harry being cut off from royal funds and protection, biracial issues, and the likes. Yikes. If that wasn't enough... Sad news. Today.com reported last night the passing of 91-year-old decorated children's author Norm Jester, who created a world of adventure and punning punditry in the million-selling classic The Phantom Tollbooth, and remained true to his wide-eyed self in such favors as The Dot in the Line and Stark Naked. Jester's death was confirmed Tuesday by spokesperson for Random House Children's Books, who did not immediately provide details. Jester's friend and fellow author Mo Williams tweeted Tuesday that Jester ran out of stores and died peacefully the night before. Norton's greatest work is himself, was himself, a tapestry of delightful tales, Williams wrote. The Phantom Tobel, published in 1961, followed the adventures of young Milo through the Kingdom of Wisdom a land extending from the foothills of confusion to the Valley of Sound, populated by the imperiled princesses Rhyme and Reason and the fearsome scorgons of hate and malice. Drawings were provided by his roommate at the time, Jules Pfeiffer, who would later collaborate with Jester on The Odious Ogre, published in 2010. Eric Carlyle of the Very Hungry Caterpillar fame illustrated Jester's Otter Nonsense, which came out in 1982. His other works include Albert the Wise and Other Journeys, Sourpuss and Sweetie Pie, The Hello Goodbye Window, and As, a surfeit of similes. 
Unfortunately, he wasn't the only death within the past week. The world also lost documentary Leon Gast and longtime television journalist and former NBC and CBS anchor Roger Mudd. So sad. Rest in peace. But in better news, Zach Hansen welcomed his and wife Kate's fifth child yesterday, little Quincy Joseph Thoreau Hansen. Gotham co-stars turned hubby and wife Morena and Morena Bakarin and Benjamin McKenzie recently expanded their family with the arrival of son Arthur. The little one joins big sibling, seven-year-old Julius, who is Morena's son with ex-husband Austin Schick and five-year-old Francis. Jersey Shore's Jenny J. Wow Farley became engaged to boyfriend Zach Clay on March 9th. Clovey 70 announced on Instagram yesterday that she secretly got married to art gallery director Sinska Makovic a year ago on Monday, March 9, 2020. Chloe Benet, Dove Cameron, and Yana Peralt will embody the superhero trio made of sugar, spice, and everything nice and Chemical X, a.k.a. the Powerpuff Girls for CW's live-action show. Variety.com announced yesterday, based on the Cartoon Network series created by Craig McCracken, the new series sees the pin-sized superheroes as disillusioned 20-somethings, who resent having lost their childhood to crime-fighting. Will they agree to reunite now that the world needs them more than ever? Bennett has been cast as Blossom, Cameron has been cast as Bubbles, and Peralt has been cast as Buttercup. Today, Variety.com announced that the that Kenneth Browner has been tapped to direct the upcoming Bee Gees biopic from Paramount Pictures. The movie will center on the life and times of the genre-spanning band following the humble beginnings of brothers Barry Maurice and Robin Gibb into their journey to pop superstardom. Following their first number one hit, How Can You Mend a Broken Heart, the Bee Gees went on to write and perform hundreds of popular songs and worked on the soundtrack for the 1977 film Saturday Night Fever. Big news, Justin from ComingSoon.net a few hours ago. Black Panther star Michael B. Jordan will make his directorial debut with Creed Three. Nothing is really known about the project or the cast, the plot, and whether Sylvester Stallone will be back as Rocky Balboa. Other than it's set for Thanksgiving 2022 release. Sorry, Looney Tunes fans. Le romantic skunk Pepe Le Plew will not be helping LeBron James, Bugs, Daffy, and the rest of the gang on the court in this July Space Jam, A New Legacy. IndieWire reported that he isn't just getting benched from that upcoming feature. The Hollywood Reporter revealed mon- on Monday that the character won't show up in any of the company's other upcoming problems. The Pepe report surfaced days a- several days after New York Times columnist Charles M. Blow wrote an article criticizing racism and other issues in children's media. Attention, Night Me Before Christmas fans. Yesterday, BloodyDisgusting.com confirmed that Sally the Ragdoll from Tim Burton and Henry Selleck's Night Before Christmas is getting her own standalone YA novel by Shay Earnshaw, which will come out in next July. 
So we're getting a night before Christmas sequel, sort of. Yep. The site said, curtly untitled, the novel sees a happily married Sally and Jack get their lives momentarily con- turned upside down when Sally accidentally lets loose a mysterious villain in Halloween Town. With Jack and the entire holiday world in peril, Sally goes on a quest to the other holiday worlds, including one previously unexplored, as the Pumpkin Queen, uncovering secrets about how to save the world and wrestle with new discoveries about her past life. This new book, written from the point of view of Sally, takes place shortly after the movie ends. It's the yet-to-be-told love story of Sally and Jack, but it's also a coming-of-age story for Sally, as we see her navigate her new royal title as the Pumpkin Queen of Halloween Town, Earnshaw explains to the website. It will hopefully give fans a long-awaited second dose of Sally, Jack, and all the familiar residents of Halloween Town, while introducing a new cast of grim, strange characters that I hope readers will love. In theaters this Friday, March 12th, is the comedy Long Weekend, starring Wendy McLenvin Covey, Stephen Balassone, Finn Whitrock, Damon Wayne's Juniors. Bart's chance meeting with the emetic Vienna leads to a whirlwind weekend together. The two fall totally hard and fast, but both of them have secrets that could be their undoing or the chance for a fresh start. This Friday sees the expansion of possible Oscar contender The Father, starring Mark Gaddis, Anthony Hopkins, Olivia Williams, Rufus Sewell, Amiga Poots, and Olivia Coleman, which came to New York and L.A. in a limited theatrical release on February 26. 80-year-old Anthony is living defiantly alone and rejecting the careers his daughter Anne encouragingly introduces. Help is also becoming necessary for him. She can't make daily visits anymore, and his grip in reality is unraveling. So she decides to move in with him. How much of his own identity and past can Anthony cling to before his mind goes completely? Did you know that's French screenplay writer, director Florian Zeller, who adapted his play Le Pierre from 2012 into this film, which is his feature film directorial debut, Walton Hopkins especially for the role of Anthony. He sent Hopkins the script back in 2017 and didn't pursue production with any other actors in the lead role until he waited for a reply. He said it's likely it would have been made in French if Hopkins hadn't agreed to the part. Out on Netflix this Friday is the comedy Yesterday, starring Jennifer Gardner, Edgar Ramirez, June Diane Raphael, and Megan Stott, and Jenna Ortega. Always feeling like they tell their coworkers and kids no, Allison and Carlos Torres decide to give their kids a yes day. This means that for 24 hours, the kids are the ones who make the rules. Little do they know, they will be going on a whirlwind adventure around Los Angeles that brings the family closer than ever. This is the first Netflix film for Jennifer Gardner. Her next one will be The Adam Project, with Ryan Reynolds and her 13 Going on 30 co-star Mark Ruffalo. Both Gardner and Edgar Ramirez have starred in Matthew McConaughey films. Ramirez was in 2016 Gold, while Gardner starred in both Dallas Buyers Club in 2013 
and 2009's The Ghost of Girlfriends Past. Speaking of Netflix, their 2020 hit 1960s set drama miniseries, The Queen's Gambit, which just earned two well-deserved Golden Globes awards, is making a huge move. The show, which centers on on chess prodigy Beth Hammond, who learns the child stardom comes at a heavy price, is becoming a stage musical. That's right. The show is getting a stage adaption. Our last topic, like the father, is a possible Oscar contender as well. Promising Young Woman, which is a comedy crime film, came out in theaters on December 25th and will be out on DVD on March 16th, the day after Oscar nominations. The film made $5.4 million and stars the talents of Carrie Mulligan, Christopher Montoise, Jennifer Coolidge, Sam Richardson, Adam Brody, Laverne Cox, Clancy Brown, Allison Brie, Sam Richardson. Everyone said Cecilia was a promising young woman until a mysterious event totally threw her future out of off track. But nothing in life is what she ex, ex, is, but nothing in her life is what it appears to be. She's extremely sly, wicked smart, and has a secret double life at night. Now an unexpected encounter is about to give Cassie the chance to right the wrongs of the past. Did you know that the words rape and sexual cast assault aren't mo- spoken in the film at all? And this and writer-director Emerald Fennell, who makes her feature film directorial debut with this film, was pregnant when the film was shooting in 2019. That's all for this week. Be sure to tune in for next Monday's breaking news of what honor films are fighting it out for Oscar glory and the not-so-glorious Razzie so-called honor. And also on next Wednesday's show as Justice League, the Zack Snyder cut, finally arrives on HBO Max, and much more. Remember to like and follow Midday Movie Madness and 90.7 WKKL on Facebook. And don't forget, 90.7 WKKL is back on the airways. So tune in to the Cape's only college station, either through your radio dial, through your Alexa speaker, or tune in radio. Share your love for WKKL on social media with the hashtag WKKL90.7. And tell them my minions. As always, stay safe, wear your mask, wash your hands, and watch lots of DVDs. See you soon.